As we prepare our hearts and minds to hear the word of God, would you pray with me? Almighty God, through your Holy Spirit, make this time of worship be a chance for us to be united with you and with one another, although we are physically apart. Empower me and use me for your children as I deliver your message for them. Remind us of the power of your word, which guides our life in the midst of challenges. In your son's precious holy name we pray. Amen. It's almost a new year. Another new year. It is hard to believe, isn't it? I'm sure that many of us think that the only thing we did this year was juggle challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic. I recently heard someone say that the only thing they did this year was wear a mask. This is not completely untrue. Wearing a mask has become an essential part of our everyday life. Without exception, we have all gone through a lot this year, the pandemic and racial and political tension. So what do you feel about the new year? Do you have any new expectations? Are you excited, to, excited for a fresh new year, new start? My initial feeling for the new year is very different from other times. I know there will be no instant differences on New Year's Day, but I am hopeful that the new year will be less challenging than this year. Hold on, not yet. It's still 2020. We still have a few more days to go. Not yet is one of the English phrases that I was fascinated to learn when I was young. It is negative for sure, but not yet also implies that something is coming. Something will be happening soon, when the right time comes. It also means that we are in the middle of something that hasn't been done yet, something not quite finished. Very soon, we will have a new year, but we will continue to live in the middle of the pandemic which started a year ago and hasn't ended yet. We can see promise in a vaccine, but not yet for everyone. What we know is that we will see its end when the time comes. Today's scripture tells us that a long time promise is finally fulfilled in the eyes of two elders who have waited for something for a long time. It comes from the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke, verses 22 through 40. Listen now for the word of God. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to pre present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. 
Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will, that will be oppressed, opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At the moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. According to the law of Moses, that all firstborn boys should be presented to the Lord, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem on the 40th day after his birth. As they came into the temple, they met Simeon. The scripture itself doesn't give us information about the Simeon's age. But our Christian tradition supports that Simeon was a very old man when he met Jesus in the temple. He was one of the translators of the Greek Old Testament. As the scripture describes, he was faithful and devout, and he experienced the work of the Holy Spirit in his life. From verse 25 to verse 27, each verse talks about the Holy Spirit in his life. First, verse 25, the Holy Spirit rests on him. Second, verse 26, it has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Third, verse 27, Guided by the Holy Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. 
Simeon had been waiting for God's time because through the Holy Spirit, God promised to him that he would see the Messiah before he died. When Simeon met Jesus, he recognized Jesus as the Messiah, took him in his arms, and lifted up a song of praise to the Lord. What about Anna? She was a prophet and a widow. She was 84 years old when she met Jesus. The Bible tells us that she never left the temple and never stopped worshiping God with fasting and prayer day and night. At the moment Anna met Jesus, she also recognized Jesus as the Messiah and praised God. So what makes their meeting with Jesus special? Of course, whoever met Jesus would be thrilled, like the shepherds who left their flock in the fields to find a savior in a manger, and the wise men who took a long journey to find and worship the newborn king. The good news that the shepherds and the wise men received required their immediate action. Both of them left their places and came out to find Jesus. What about Simeon and Anna? Their role was not to leave their place and have an adventurous journey to find the Savior, the promised one for Israel, as God promised throughout the whole history. They were old, probably not noteworthy in their setting. However, it doesn't mean that they were outside of God's work. They kept doing what they have done for years in the temple. They persistently continued their given role as believers, faithfully held their faith in God and God's promise and patiently waited for God's timing. Waiting for God's timing doesn't mean just looking on without doing anything, because God will do what God wants when God wants to. It also doesn't mean giving up. Simeon and Anna's lives teach us the clear meaning of living between times. Simeon and Anna were faithful and devoted Jews. Their lives and faith were not shaken by their life challenges. Their lives were built upon the rock of faith. Their lips never stopped praising God. Their hearts carefully cherished hope in God's work, regardless of knowing exactly what it would be or when it would come. They served the Lord without uttering any complaints. Their spiritual eyes were open to see God's redemptive work revealed, revealed through the life of the little baby. Finally, in their old age, they met the Savior and immediately knew who he was. Throughout their lives, they kept a desire of faith and communion with the Holy Spirit and waited patiently, waited for God's timing. Finally, when the time came, they witnessed 
the presence of the precious life that God sent to save the world. Advent is a season of waiting, not only for Christmas, the first coming of Christ, but also for the second coming of Christ, which is promised but not yet fulfilled. Christmas doesn't end on Christmas Day, December 25th, nor on Epiphany, January 6th, 12 days after Christmas, nor on the 40 days after Jesus' birth, candle mass, or also called the presentation of the Lord, which is celebrated in other Christian traditions. We already know that baby Jesus' story is not the end of God's story. Neither the wise man's visit nor Simeon and Anna's praises is the end of God's story. The book of Revelation is not the end of God's story either. That's because God's story continues in and beyond times. We are part of God's story. The Christmas story of baby Jesus is concluded, concluded in the gospel. But Jesus' story has continued in his ministry. Death, resurrection, ascension, and his second coming, which is still yet to come. When does that happen? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. There were 700 years between Micah's prophecy of the Savior and its fulfillment. There were 400 years between the Old and the New Testament. The text of the New Testament were completed in the mid-2nd century. So does that mean that our God is silent and is not working in these times? Psalm 121st reminds us of God's nature as a guardian. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Our God is the living God. God never stops working for us. So how long should we wait? Even though nobody knows when it will be, we already see the fulfillment of God's promise through the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Jesus Christ is our proof. We are part of God's story, which has continued from the beginning to the end, which hasn't come yet. We are not just living in the pandemic. We are waiting for the second coming of our Savior. We are not just fighting against racial injustice. We are waiting for the complete accomplishment of God's kingdom on earth. God's story continues in and beyond our times. This service is our last corporate worship service this year. I don't know each of you, but as I prayed for today's service and the sermon, God reminded me of the master's saying to his servant in the parable of the talents. 
Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. I hear the same voice of God for all of us. Well done, my good and faithful servants. Let's celebrate together. My friends in Christ, we all did a great job this year. More than any of us can imagine, we did a great job. We've endured all kinds of life challenges, emotional turmoils, and spiritual warfare. We've survived and kept our faith strong, or even stronger than ever before. This year is almost over, but it doesn't mean that our life challenges will be gone at the beginning of the new year. Not yet, but we firmly believe that it will undoubtedly end. And we can faithfully wait for God's timing when we all hear from the Lord, well done, my faithful, my good and faithful servants. Let's celebrate together. On that day, we will certainly praise the Lord like Simeon and Anna did in the right time. Until the time comes, let us continue God's story and patiently and faithfully wait for God's timing. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.